Not only have I never watched a Jake Paul boxing match, I never even so much as watched a clip from one of his fights. It goes further than that. I not only have never watched five seconds of any interview he's ever done, hand to God, I've never even heard his voice before. I've been knowing what's going on with the YouTube star through the tweets and the countless headlines just because if you're in the sport of MMA, that's totally unavoidable. The combat sports world has been inundated with this guy ever since the first Ben Askren fight. Which, by the way, was the single and only time I even acknowledged this internet star boxing thing. I did a piece in January 2021 when Paul was set to take on Askren, and in it, I talked about how that would be the last time I'd talk about it. And I'm here before you to renege on that. I guess I expected this whole thing to not last so long. I know I'm kicking this off with a lot of negativity towards Jake Paul, but in fairness, I never complained or took to social media to voice my displeasure about it or say anything disparaging about him or his ability. I just simply made the choice to not consume it and to wait for it to go away. But clearly that's not happening, at least not yet. I guess the whole reason I rejected this thing from the start was because I felt like it was blatantly a situation of someone with massive resources and influence getting to live out their fantasy of being Conor McGregor. It came across as not being about the journey of a professional fighter. It was more about getting to participate in fight press conferences and being filmed hitting pads like he's some sort of badass. I was especially bothered by the fact that he was very successful in getting coverage from all the MMA and combat sports outlets, having the fan base being force-fed Jake Paul articles from the exact same outlets covering the best mixed martial artists on the planet. It was all very deliberate, and he totally accomplished what he set out to do, which is to be in the headlines and talked about in the sport by the biggest names in it. And he obtained it all without merit. It was all because of his YouTube success and having a lot of the top athletes in the game wanting to attach themselves to his wagon as much as he wanted to be attached to theirs. But at the core, my salty ways aren't anything against Jake Paul. If he has the ability to make these dreams become reality, good for him. If he's truly paying big bucks to these MMA fighters, why should I care? I'm certainly not saying that his fights can't be highly enjoyable or that in order for it to be worthy of watching, it has to be absolute elite talent. I'd never dispute the fact that maybe the whole thing's perfectly entertaining or that it has no value in the combat sports world. I think my main gripe is that I hate the idea of non-MMA fans seeing this and feeling like the sport is just that easy. Because if this YouTube guy can step in out of nowhere and compete with big name fighters and be on the big stage, then how much skill is really involved here? Why well, have so much reverence and respect for professional fighters when it's something just any ordinary person can do? My resentment was out of concern with the effect and the influence it has over how the general public views our sport. Given a YouTube guy can insert himself in the combat sports world and reap all the benefits that the stars get without having to endure any hardship or reach any of the accomplishments. Perhaps it did have an effect on non-fans' perspective. Or maybe it didn't. Either way, it doesn't matter much to me now. Even if he did strategically pick fighters to paint an illusion. Ben Askren, who's a straight-up wrestler. Tyron Woodley, whose desire to compete died years ago, but his desire to be famous being hired never. And whoever else he fought up until this point. But honestly, heading into this weekend, I've dropped all of that and put it aside. Because if you're agreeing to step in the ring and box Anderson Silva, you have my respect and I'm going to watch it. As mentioned, I haven't even so much as seen a clip of Jake Ball boxing yet. But even without seeing anything, and based on what I know about him in his previous competition, I don't see how Silva doesn't style on him and get him out of there in the third or fourth round. I imagine a similar scenario of Mayweather-McGregor where perhaps Silva carries him a little bit and maybe draws things out a little longer than they'd otherwise go, but the end result being that Silva gets a showcase. But again, that's just what I'm imagining without having seen a thing. But based on Paul's competition up until this point, knowing he didn't come up in the amateur ranks like all the rest of the elite boxers did, it's reasonable to assume that there's probably a 16-year-old Golden Glove boxer out there that could tune him up. 
But it doesn't take away from the fact that he's agreed to step in and box Silva. And although Silva is an MMA fighter, he has awesome boxing skills. Boxing is something Silva has always been passionate about for a very long time. He's the OG of MMA fighters wanting the transition to boxing. As far back as 2010, he was campaigning to box Roy Jones Jr. just because of his love of the sport. So instead of being a negative Nancy about it all, or being concerned with how this sort of thing affects non-MMA fans' perspective on the sport, I'm just going to treat this with the same respect as I would any other boxing fight. It's Anderson Silva after all, and if you've watched any of his recent boxing matches since he exited the UFC, you know the entertainment value is going to be there. His legacy is sealed, so it's just for fun at this point. And there ain't a damn thing wrong with a little fun.